1: This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media. Thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look
0: to God daily. Please make your donation today at vision.org.au Welcome to Leading the Way with popular pastor and author of the brand new book, Hope for This Present Crisis, Dr. Michael Youssef.
1: when you keep on refusing to contend for the truth, when you keep on letting sin run rampant and there is not a peep out of us, when we keep on seeing people being deceived and compromised and we say nothing and we do nothing, when we apathetically say, somebody else will speak up, somebody else will contend for the truth, somebody else will defend the truth, let me tell you, sooner or later, you'll lose your privileged position that comes from serving the living God.
0: Welcome to Leading the Way. Okay, be honest. You've probably sat through church, sang some songs, prayed the prayers, listened to the message, but when it was all over, you left just as empty as you arrived. Because maybe you felt the message wasn't for you, but for the family behind you, or that person spending most of the service wiping tears away at the end of the aisle. Today, Dr. Yusuf continues his series... Truth, the most endangered species. It's a look at how apathy can easily infiltrate your attitude and passion. Hold on tight, your life is about to be changed. Here's Dr. Yusuf with today's leading the way.
1: If you poke me in the rib in the middle of the night and you say, What is your greatest concern? I would have to honestly, before the presence of God, tell you apathy. No, it's not because I am a negative person. I really am not. It's not because I'm a morbid person. It's not because I'm paranoid. (laughs) But because the spirit of apathy can take over a life and an institution faster than you can blink. Because the spirit of apathy can sneak upon a life or a home or a church so fast. And I see it In the Scripture, as I read the Word of God, I see how the spirit of apathy has sneaked into the children of God. And and I see it in history, how that spirit of apathy has come in to a life that was so vibrant for Christ and now is literally spiritually dead. How institutions that were so vibrant for Christ now they're spiritually dead. And I've seen how the spirit of apathy has caused many a believer to forfeit their great blessings that God had in store for them. They walked away on the blessings that God God would love to give them, yes. and the more I see this, the more I become on my guard against the spirit of apathy. And I deliberately called the series of messages Truth the Most Endangered Species because it is. We have been suffering from a plague in our culture and in our society, a plague that is infecting not only society but the churches of Jesus Christ, a plague that says the truth is what you make it to be, the truth is how you feel, the truth is your opinion, the truth is in your imagination. And that is why Jude, the half-brother of the Lord Jesus Christ, write this one-chapter epistle as a warning for us who live in the last days to wake up and realize that truth is what God decrees, that truth is what God revealed in His book. Jesus said, thy word is truth. Most of those who claim to be Christians don't read the word of truth. Many of them don't believe it, and a whole lot of them are apathetic toward it. And that is the reason why we are in the mess we're in. Listen to me. Falsehood has been around ever since the Garden of Eden. Ever since Satan deceived Adam and Eve, falsehood has been there. The issue is not falsehood. The real danger is the apathy on the part of the believers toward the truth. It's like the preacher who was preaching about the root problems in society, and he said, the root problems are two in nature, ignorance and apathy. And then he had the habit of leaning forward and asking the person in the front pew and said, is that not so? Mostly nobody responds. But this time, the guy responded back, and he said, I don't know, and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) like the man the other day was quoted in the press. He said, I'm neither for or against apathy. <laughs> so I want you to please turn with me to verses 5, 6, and 7 of the epistle of Jude. Though you already know all this, I want to remind you, the Lord delivered His people out of Egypt, but later destroyed those who did not believe. And the angels who did not keep their position of authority, but abandoned their own home. These he has kept in darkness, bound with everlasting chains, for judgment of that great day. In similar ways, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. They all serve as an example of those who suffer the punishment of eternal fire. Jude is giving us three warnings against apathy. He tells us what God did to the unbelieving Israelites and how the faithful suffered. Then he tells us what God did to the rebellious, prideful angels. Thirdly, he tells us about what God did to perverted citizens of Sodom and Gomorrah. All recorded in the Scripture. And in each case, it's a warning to the believers (laughs) That's who he's concerned with. That's why he's writing this whole epistle. He's a warning for the believers. Listen, apostasy and apostates can take us into danger zones. Apostates and apostasy can lead us into dangerous territory. And that's what Jude is saying. Be awake, wake up, realize what is happening, be on your guard. And so the first illustration he uses is the unbelieving Israelites. And they caused the entire community to suffer. You see, not only the non-believers suffered, but the whole, all the believers suffered as well. The reason the promised land is called the promised land is because God promised it. That's why it's called the promised land. And if God promised it, you would think that all they needed over to walk across the border and take it over. But they didn't. Instead, they formed a committee. They sent 12 delegates to check things out. They conducted a visibility studies. Have you been in one of those things? I mean, they couldn't just take God at His Word and go for it. No, that would make them not important. You know what keeps people from coming to Christ, believing in Him, asking for His forgiveness, receiving eternal life, and they live all their life without Christ? It's Pride. Nobody else is going to save me. I can save myself. And they're going to end up all the way into eternal turmoil because of that pride. And you see, they, they, they've got to help God out. Surely God couldn't do it on His own. And sure enough, the committee comes back divided. There was a majority report of 10 of the, out of the 12, and there is a minority report of 2 out of the 12. The majority report was... That the people in that promised land, they're bigger than us, they're taller than us, they're stronger than us, they are more sophisticated than we are. Uh, these people are armed to the teeth. These people are powerful, and we can't do it. Some of you know this. In the early days when I was praying about starting this church, I can't tell you how many people told me, you are whistling Dixie. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I said, you crazy. Are you going to start a church in Atlanta? I said, well, God told me, and I did not know any better, so I just launched. (laughs) And you would say, God said that land is promised to them. And he brought them out of Egypt with all the miracles and all the supernatural stuff so they can just walk over and take it. (laughs) Had they not seen all the miracles that happened? Of course they did. Had they not seen the plagues in Egypt? They have. Had they not seen what happened to Pharaoh in Egypt and the firstborn? Had they not seen the parting of the Red Sea? Had they not seen the drowning of the mighty Egyptian army? Had they not seen the defeat of the Amalekites? Had they not seen the manna coming from heaven every morning? Had they not seen the water gushing out of a rock? Had they not seen the deliverance of the Lord? Had they not seen the cloud by daytime and the pillar of fire at night? Had they not seen all these things that came out of the hand of the Lord, what is happening here? What's the problem? It was unbelief. It is our problem. Nothing's changed. Unbelief, apostasy. They saw with their eyes, and they even temporarily believed and said, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then they turned their back on the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob And that's what apostasy is. People who know the truth, but they turn their back on it, and they try to water it down, modify it, change it to fit culture, to fit society, to make it pleasing to people. But the bigger problem here was, and always will be, that the faithfuls were infected by that unbelief. That really was the problem. That's what the warning is all about. Oh, the two people who came up with the minority report, Joshua and Caleb, They spoke of their faith in God who guided them throughout the exodus. They trusted in the God who said, I will take you all the way to the land of promise. So when the rest of the people followed the majority report, what happened? Only the faithful ended up entering into the promised land. That generation just kept going around in the desert for 40 years until every one of them died and buried in that desert. Round and round and round the sand and the dust and 40 years. They delayed the entire community from going into the promised land. They all suffered because they listened to the voice of unbelief. And if I have a warning for you and have a warning for me, let us not be taken in by the voice of apostasy. Let's stand firm on the Word of God. Let's stand firm in the faith of our forebears. And so they came at the edge of the promised land, literally at the edge of it. I've been there. I stood where Moses stood. There's a church built there now. And they stood there on that mountain looking down into the promised land. They could see it with their eyes, but they couldn't go in. Because they listened to the voice of unbelief. They were peering into it, saw it from a distance, but they wandered in the desert until that generation died. I want you to hear me right, please, because apathy on the part of believers might not bring about the judgment of God on them, but they will certainly pay a price for going along with it, for being apathetic toward unbelief. And that is the warning. Do not lose your promised blessing that comes from faith and trust in the living God, taking his promises seriously, proclaiming his word without doubt. When you listen to the detractors, when you follow the malcontenders, when you are misled by apostates, when you become apathetic, we all pay a price. You may not lose your salvation, but oh my goodness, you're going to miss out. On so many blessings that are in the stores of heaven, apathy will not only cause us to miss out the promised blessings, secondly, it will cause us to lose our privileged position. Don't ever forget that Satan was an angel of light. He was called Lucifer, from which we get the word Luciferite, bright light. He served at the throne room of God. But when pride got hold of him, he was thrown out of heaven and is in the pit today. He is bound and chained because he has no authority over the believers. He is now being prepared for the lake of fire that one day soon is coming when the Lord Jesus Christ split the eastern sky and comes in heaven to call his own where Satan will be chained and bound in the lake of fire. As far as the believers are concerned... Satan has no authority over us except the authority that you give him by opening the doors in your life for him. But before Satan would be thrown out of heaven, he misled one-third of the angelic beings. One-third of them were thrown out of heaven out of rebellion for following Satan's rebellion. third of the angelic beings lost their lofty position. One-third of the angelic being lost their privileged position because they followed Satan, his pride. I often wonder how many Christians have lost their privileged position of being the children of the king, of being servants of the living God, of serving God with power and authority. How many have lost that because of apathy? And when you keep on refusing, to contend for the truth, when you keep on sitting on the fence, when you keep on letting sin run rampant and there is not a peep out of us, when we keep on seeing people being deceived and compromised and we say nothing and we do nothing, when we apathetically say, somebody else is going to do it, somebody else will act, somebody else will stand up, somebody else will speak up, somebody else will contend for the truth, somebody else will defend, the truth. Let me tell you, sooner or later, and I have all of history to prove not only biblical history, but secular history. Sooner or later, you'll lose your privileged position that comes from serving the living God. Apathy puts us in danger of losing our privileged position, puts us in danger of losing our promised blessings. And thirdly, it puts us in a position in the danger of losing our probity of our walk with the Lord. If you look up the dictionary, the word probity, the dictionary would tell you that it means integrity. It means fidelity. It means virtue. And Jude is attempting to wake up the faithful believers out of their apathy. He gives us the example of the price that was paid in Sodom, And Gomorrah. The last example he gives us here, third example, verse 7. In a similar way, Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding towns. You know they still exist today, don't you? It's called the Dead Sea. It's full of sulphur. Still there today. They gave themselves up to sexual immorality and perversion. These are all serve as an example for those who will suffer punishment of fire. Sadly, Lot, a righteous man, and his family were smack dab in the middle of Sodom and Gomorrah. Uncle Abraham was praying for them. Uncle Abraham was interceding for them. Uncle Abraham was petitioning God on behalf of Lot and his family, but their apathy led them to bite their tongue while they lived in the middle of Sodom and Gomorrah. Their apathy led them to wink at sin and perversion while they lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. Their apathy led them to confuse love for people with tolerance of sin. Peter said in 2 Peter 2, 7, that Lot was distressed. In fact, the old word is vexed (laughs) by living and compromising and not saying a mumbling word in Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Sodomites were inflamed with sexual passion that they wanted to sodomize the two heavenly angels who came to rescue Lot and his family. To be fair, they probably did not know they were heavenly beings, but nonetheless, even if they were ordinary men, apathy causes all sorts of stress, especially when we cuddle sin and not repent of it. Sin is sin no matter who approves of it. Beloved, we are watching and seeing before our own eyes the moral fabric of our society unraveling before our own eyes. All because the faithful believers don't love people enough to tell them the truth. And here's the truth. That there is freedom from sin. That there is liberty from guilt. That there is deliverance from the enslavement of immorality. That there is healing in Christ. That there is power in His blood. We all face temptations. Just because my temptations are different from yours doesn't mean that I don't face temptations. We all face temptations and the question is not temptations and what area of temptation you have, what area of temptation I have. That's not the issue. The question is, and and that's the question. They get lost in the shuffle. Do you want to be delivered from sin? That's the question. Or you want to give in to it and then force society to accommodate to it as the norm? That's the question. The apostates in the church love themselves so much, they love to be loved by society so much that they fail to proclaim that Jesus saves from the guttermost to the uttermost, that Jesus breaks the chain of addiction, that Jesus shatters the fetters of enslavement of sin, that Jesus sets the captive free, that Jesus heals the inflamed and unbridled passions, that Jesus has given all power and all authority by his Father, authority to forgive sins, authority to heal, authority to restore. We're not sitting here because we're perfect people and we don't know what it means to suffer from sin. No. We just know who has the power over sin and we go to him. The sad part Of our day is that many a church pulpit is occupied by apostates. And that is why society is in the mess it's in. And let me tell you something there can be no healing for our economic woes, there will be no healing for our political woes until there is a healing spiritually takes place. And many of the faithfuls in their state of apathy, they just can't tell the difference, or they couldn't be bothered. I'm not sure which one is worse. And that is why Jude's warning is a sobering one for us today. Listen, there's one thing that you must never forget. He's reminding us of all these things, but there's something else you must never forget. Never, never, never forget. And that is God promised never to leave us, nor forsake us. Don't ever forget that. He is never apathetic toward you even when you are apathetic toward him. We know that because his word promised that. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast? I mean, God is asking the question, and he's expecting the answer to be no. And have no compassion on the child she has born. God said, even if they forget, I will not forget you. See, I engraved you on the palms of my hands. You see, Jude wants us to remember, never forget. Because we easily forget. We easily fall into apathy. You can hear Jude literally shouting to us, saying, Please, do not lose your promised blessing. Do not lose your lofty position and do not lose your probity and the probity of your walk with him.
0: This is Leading the Way. Learn more about Dr Yusuf and how to join him in passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth in your neighbourhood and neighbourhoods like yours around the world when you visit ltw.org. ltw.org. Well, time's gone for today. But please make plans to join next time for more Leading the Way. This program is furnished by Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef, passionately proclaiming uncompromising truth around the world.